0: Welcome to the NFT Now podcast.
1: Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel.
0: And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the
1: creators of culture. Welcome to the show. Matt, what's happening, man? How you feeling? I'm doing really well, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Who we got lined up
0: today? Really excited for our guest today. We've got Ryan, thank you X, uh, who is uh, you know a, a really important voice in the NFT community. He started as a street artist in the streets of Los Angeles, spray painting stencils in, in homage to uh, Andy Warhol, uh, made his way into the fine art world um, with uh, mixed media cube paintings that are kind of the hallmark of his style, um, which he's then brought into the NFT space um, in collaboration with artists like JN Silva and you know, as mentioned, he is has r- really emerged as kind of like um, a super credible voice in the in the space. Uh, supports up and coming artistry and keeps it real.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think it was really awesome to hear him in this podcast because I think he's it definitely has a really unique uh, history of art across different domains before really entering into the, the world of NFTs. And I think he's bringing the same level of enthusiasm and innovation into the world of NFTs. It was really loved hearing him talk about his loyalty NFT airdrop, where he effectively was able to give a reward to people that were holders of his previous releases. Um, really loved him talking about his upcoming drop convergence that'll be dropping on nifty gateway this thir- uh, this week on april 23rd and i think it was he's just truly like special energy special person special artist very creative very unique approach to everything that he does so really excited for you guys to to hear what he has to say One last thing before we jump into this week's episode, do really wanna encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Once a week, we're sending out some of our our kinda top takeaways, commentary, different things that we're seeing in the world of NFTs from different creators, collectors, and technologists. So uh, if you wanna stay in the loop, definitely just head to nftnow.co and sign up there. But without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Thank you, X.
2: Ryan, how's it going, man? Great to have you on the show. Great to be here. I'm very excited. Got my microphone ready. Let's go.
1: Gotta love have it. the mic, man.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, well, you know, I know we had a chance to talk um, you know, a week or so back. I love all the art, uh, first off that you have. Uh, you know, on the wall behind you. I know you've got a good story around that Paul McCartney piece. So I figure we could share that with our listeners if uh if you're down to chat yeah. about
2: it. Yeah. So that Paul McCartney piece uh I actually made for Paul McCartney. Um so he, his team commissioned a piece of him when he was younger. And, um, that's the piece I actually made two of them. Cause I was like, oh, if I'm doing one for Paul, I got to keep it for the memories. And so, um, yeah, I made one for myself. And then, uh, like I was telling you, Matt, like I ran into him probably, I think maybe eight years later. And, uh, he like remembered me and remembered the piece and it was like, pretty surreal experience. I was with like one of my collectors, uh, at lunch and bumped into him in LA and it was just wild. Yeah. So Paul McCartney, it's like one of those things where like you meet Paul McCartney, then you, you sell him an art piece. And then like the first person I wanted to tell was my dad. Yeah. And then like my dad was equal parts, extremely excited for me. And also extremely jealous and kind of like upset that he didn't get to meet Paul McCartney. So I was like he was like very stoked but also like how did you get to meet him? You know, kind of like but overall he was very happy. <laughs> Tinged with jealousy, right? <laughs> Just a <Yeah>. little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I got my dad like an autographed um lithograph version cuz so what they did is they ended up asking me after I made them. They ended up turning them into the tour lithographs afterwards. So they called me or emailed me and were like, "Hey, can we use these for this tour and it was called the on the run tour or something. And, um, I was like, yeah. And I didn't get any extra money for it. They like weren't offering, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to argue because the second I come in with like some weird demand or something, it's just going to be like, Never mind, You know? And so I was just like, yeah, that's totally all great. And so, um, yeah, I got my dad like an autographed version, like lithograph from the tour. And I got him, my dad, like tickets to the tour and stuff like that. So it was cool.
0: That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Yeah. Um, you know,
2: my, that's like one of my, that's like one of my prize, like situations that's ever happened to me. Cause like it's a Paul McCartney B I got to like, it was the first time like my dad ever was like, Oh, you're like, you're an artist that is like a real artist. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just like a hobby anymore kind of situation in his eyes, you know?
1: That's awesome, man. And I mean, it's cool to see how the your career and journey as an artist has just continued to uh, progress with regards to um, not only your kind of own creative expression, but uh, legitimacy. Really cool to see how you went from kind of fine art street art worlds and have really been navigating the nft landscape so we'd really even love just to have you kind of talk us through that story as well like having been experienced and having created art for a while in more like quote-unquote traditional means and then venturing into the, the world of nfts kind of what was kind of the the first moment and how did it really progress into what it is today yeah that's a good
2: question so like i i don't think people often understand this but like my background is actually design and digital art so um I come from like the graphic design world. Originally. Um, I got heavily into street art in like, um, you know, my younger years, I was doing like, you know, terrible trash graffiti. Um, I grew up in like a suburban area where like, if I I went, I would like sneak out when I was younger go do like some graffiti. My mom would call me later that day be like, did you do this? I see what you're drawing in your room. And this looks like what you're drawing in your room. <laughs> it was like, no one else was doing it in my city. And so like she knew it was me. And so like I would get in trouble um, just by my mom, basically. Um, and then, but I would have, I always had that like passion for like the thrill of like sneaking out and going doing something illegal, and you know whatever. I fell in love with people like you know, Shepherd Ferry, Black Lorette, like all the like invader, all these guys who were kind of like these like nighttime you know superheroes that were just going out at night, and the next morning there was like a new thing, and that was like very exciting to me. Um, and so I started getting into more of like the art side of it rather than just like writing a name or whatever. And so, um, I would go around LA and w- then I moved to LA years later and, um, I was actually doing graphic design professionally for a company called bravado, which is a big merch company owned by universal. And, uh, I was going out in the middle of the night, every single night, putting out art all around LA. And yeah, I just got that like rush back from when I was younger. That's how I really came up with thank you X. Cause I was putting up these big images of Andy Warhol. And, um, I kind of just wanted to like come out and pay a tribute to Andy Warhol because I, all obviously like so many artists are inspired by Andy Warhol. Right. But like, I wanted to come out and just be like, thank you to him. And so I just made this image and I put it everywhere and just wrote, thank you really big underneath. And then signed it with like an X just to be like kind of anonymous. And, um, and this is like pre Instagram and all that stuff. So like we were using like Flickr, the, our place of posting and like all the artists, would kind of like message each other through Flickr. And I just went by like X cause I didn't really know what to go by. Uh, yeah. Then different art blogs kind of started posting my stuff and calling me thank you X. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll be thank you X. Like, you know, that it's probably a better website to buy or something, you know, like it's probably easier to go by that. And then like, it just kind of made sense. Like everyone's like, Oh, that's cool. Like you're like a nice guy. And like, you know, that, that's fitting with like your personality. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and so, yeah, then I just did street art for years and years and I wasn't like making money or anything. I just did it cause I fucking loved it. And then, um, yeah, I got offered like gallery shows here and there, and then kind of got introduced to the gallery world a little bit. And that's kind of how I started like progressing more into like the fine art world where I stopped being, not stopped being inspired, but like I started being inspired by like a different group of artists. And I kind of started like, I, I did like art history backwards where like, um, I started off in like, the I mean, not really backwards, but like, you know, if you take art history class, it's like you start from the timeline and then work your way to like now, right? Um, But I did the opposite. I was like doing this. And then I like, from that went back and started learning about like the Frank Stellas, the Cy Twombly's. And like, that's kind of where like, I was like, oh wow, this is like, I feel this emotion when I look at this painting and I do. So like, I wanted that feeling. And so that's when I started getting into more like, Um, the fine art element of it with like my geometric patterns. And um, you know, like I, I would do these big cube murals and things and paintings and then like went full abstract and coming into the NFT space. It was like, I've always loved tech and I've always obviously done art. And this was kind of like the first place where that truly made sense to put together and not a graphic design element way. Like, you know, not just like adding my art to a t-shirt or something like that there was actually like you could give this a story you could give this a meaning and like art is all about a story and um i i really loved vr you know years ago and i thought that was going to be the means to like blend the two which it was a little bit but um when i discovered nfts last september i was like oh okay like this actually is the first place where i can put like like art and tech together and not just like side by side, you know? Cause like I was doing like, you know, the offices for the Snapchat, uh, for Snapchat when they first opened. And like, I was doing like events for Microsoft, like they would hire me to paint a mural. So I was always like working with these tech companies and I liked that. But then this was the first where I could like marry the two. And, um, yeah, it just made sense for me
0: that's great man and and makes total sense you know now first having seen your work and now hearing the story behind it um you know I was I was exposed to your work um, through the nifty collaborations. That uh, that you did with um, the Jan Silva um, photographer, and I, I thought that was a really interesting um, collaborative series. Um, you know, thank you New York, thank you Miami, um, because it kind of paired the you know your fine art uh, aesthetic um, with with like f- photographic backdrops, and it was it was really interesting um, like mixing of, of mediums. And so I'd love to hear a bit about um, how that collaboration, how those collaborations came together, and what it was like kind of uh, crossing those mediums um, for those drops.
2: Yeah. So, um, back in September, the way I found out about the NFT space was through my friend, Chris, and he kept, you know, explaining it to me. And then finally it clicked when I was like, oh, this is like crypto kitties. You know, I remember crypto kitties. So this is kind of like that. And he's like, yeah, basically yes. And it's, it's more and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Hey, I want to introduce you to my friend, Jay and Silva, who's also like this artist. He's a photographer. He's super into blockchain and all this stuff. And I, um, he linked us and then it turned out that we were already following each other on Instagram and I was like, Oh, okay. I already like this guy's work. We just started talking and, um, we were all just kind of like in a telegram group, just talking about the space. And like, you know, I didn't see a lot of similar things to my art, uh, going on in the space. And he felt the same way that he's like, there's really no photography element for me. I don't really know. And I was like, you know, we should do something together because it's kind of like, it, it's easy to follow a trend, right? But it's it's harder to stand out. And so like, I was like, well, maybe that's great that there's no one else doing this. And maybe we should be like the first ones to do this, like interesting collaboration. So like we had been connected with Nifty Gateway through Chris originally. So we were talking to them in I want to say like October or November, they were like, oh wow, that's interesting. Like, cause they, they so they had messaged me back in, July of last year to like come onto the platform. And um I never did it. But um the the funny thing was when we talked to them, they were like, Oh, that's interesting. We've never had anything like that at all. And huh, okay, let me think about this. And they were like, actually, that's that's perfect. That's what we want. And so like they the fact that they were like, Oh yeah, this will be amazing. We were like, Okay, great. Okay, we're not like alone, we're gonna get support. And so um, we just went back and forth of like what that what that collaboration could actually look like. Um, and then the first piece we ever did together was Avenue of the Americas, which was our open edition in December. And um, it truly like, when we were like messing with ideas and like mocking stuff up and whatever, we we're like, Oh, Oh my God, this is it. Yes. And like, we're Britain, like this is the first time we're bringing these photos to life. It's not just like, like a photo that's kind of animated. It's like, no, let's give depth to these photos. That's like, let's act as if this photo is just like, not a photo, but just a a slice of time, you know? Um, And yeah. And then, I mean, and then obviously from there, like I think it was the day after our first drop in December, when we talked to Nifty and they were like, okay, when do you guys want round two? And we're like, okay, let's go.
0: Yeah. I I love that as well. You know, I think that um, you have also, you know but i think you've also taken a really interesting step which i think is sort of indicative of a of a greater trend in the space that i'm noticing um you recently dropped uh, like a loyalty nft um to uh holders of your of your previous work i um, would love to hear your thoughts around around doing that and and um you know if that what sort of like what went into to that decision and um if are sort of like what that dynamic is you know
2: yeah so for me i've always been a fan of like supporting the people who supported me early on and you know it's it's what april now like we are no strangers to this space and people have been paying attention to us for a bit now um i personally still feel like a newcomer just because i look up to the people like that were here you know for a year before me you know and um but to most people we've been here for a bit and for a lot of people like we were the first people that turned them on to nfts um in our worlds and so i had collectors buying stuff in december from my like fine art world that were like i don't know what i'm buying but like if you say i should buy this and that it's like a thing then i'll check it out and at the time it was like 200 dollar open editions and they're like okay i'll spend 200 dollars buying this whatever and they're like oh wow i don't know what i bought but hey i someone I, I sold it for 500 bucks and they were like oh my god and i was like oh that was very poor choice of you you should have held for longer but okay um and uh you know i just thought that like The people who maybe didn't fully get it or the people who did get it back then, either way, the people who were there for like the first drop, I wanted to like give back to them and just say, thank you basically. And, um, or maybe they sold and someone else, you know, was like, oh, I see, I see an opportunity here. I'm going to buy this from someone and I want all three. And I don't know, it's, it's not easy to have all three. Right. And so I wanted to give back. And at the beginning of it, there was 25 people who owned all three only. And then by the end of it, there was fifty one. So, it was an interesting process. I I was talking with Tommy about it from Nifty Gateway, and I was like, "Hey, how can I do this?" He's like, "Okay, you just have to give me the names." So, um, I had my friend Richard pull the data of like who owns what, and basically, I was just like, "How do I make this easy for Nifty so that they don't like tell me to screw off?" You know? And I was like, "Okay." So, I gave him all the names, and then I sent Tommy the NFT, and he did it. But I I basically. Was like this. is like now those fifty people have my first NFT as a solo because like I every other one is with Jay and Silva and so like now only fifty people can own that forever, right? There's not going to be more. So that's my first one, and um, I think over time that'll be a, an interesting case study. Um, because I don't know if anyone's given away their first like solo before. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because I've done stuff before, but it's always been a collab. So, and then obviously I wanted to like make sure that it stood for what I was doing next and kind of like act as like, you know, a hint of what's to come. Um, that being said, there's more rewards coming for people who own all three. Jay and Silva is also planning on doing a solo gift as well. So that'll come, I believe this week or next week. And then we're going to just keep continuing to roll things out like that. Uh, they might not always be free NFTs, but there's going to be certain like access points and things like that. But I think that is the future, by the way. I think that like I think that the idea for me, at least coming from the fine art world is to like not cater to the people who are going to flip your work or whatever, but it's to cater the people who actually love the work. And so the people who are holding it, I want to reward them.
1: I love that. And in, in that same vein too, I mean, even outside of maybe some of the direct stuff you're working on, I mean, it does seem like we're there, there's a lot more interesting applications and ways in which people are really looking at NFTs and the, the technology and ways of rewarding their community beyond just like one simple drop, whether it's um, having perks or, or getting access to some level of community or social tokens or, um, I mean, the list goes on. Outside of even some of your own projects and the stuff that you have in mind, are there other really interesting perks or different dynamics that you that, that stand out to you as far as how people have kind of innovated on like the basic NFT drop?
2: Uh I mean I love what Blau's doing. I think it's like very interesting because he basically threw this like at the you know top of his game, he's like, oh, I'm gonna throw out like a very wide net and put out this very low-priced NFT. It obviously sold insane. And he's like, Okay, great. Now that I have your attention, everybody, I'm gonna like burn these into this other thing. And so like I think like almost like gamifying it is interesting. And it, it just opens up like potential, he casts a wide net, but now he's able to be like, okay, yes, I sold like thousands of these. I'm going to melt them so that there's only like this many. So you can either hold on to like whatever you have and those will go up in value potentially because we're burning the rest of these or melting the rest of these. And then the people who melt them now get this like unique thing or an opportunity for a unique thing. So I think it just kind of like, it's fun, number one, and it rewards people number two. And I think that's great. And uh, with this next drop that I'm doing, I am also planning like a phase two element where if you show up to the museum for the museum opening, then uh, you become like a lifelong member, basically. And there's going to be like a bunch of different things that we do. Obviously, like the Mad Dog thing that he's doing right now is just insane as well. Like, that's like, I think one of the most innovative things I've seen in space.
0: Agreed, agreed. I, th- I think it's such a cool project. Um, and, yeah. you know, in, in continuing that, that, that uh, line of conversation, let's talk about your first solo drop on Nifty, uh, Convergence uh, dropping on April 23rd. Um, you know, I know you've teased it with this loyalty NFT a little bit. Um, tell, us, tell us the concept. What's the inspiration behind it? I think a, a lot of people are curious to know.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's the convergence of like digital world and physical world and like what that means, right? Like everything you see, even in the JN silver drops, like with my cubes that are flying through the city or the paint splashing through, um, uh, Miami, like it all starts with, with, uh, a physical element and whether that's JN taking a photo of a physical thing and then me painting in my studio, a physical thing, what I do after I take, after I paint something, I take a photo of it, we bring it in cinema, then we add the magic to it in After Effects, right? To animate it. So I like to think of like where that line is, like what point does it become digital art? Because like it starts with the physical. Does it like it, it like morphs into a digital, right? So like the idea is that I'm blurring the line of what that even means. Like, do we need to call it digital art, physical art, whatever? Like, is it just art? You know? So uh, I'm creating this museum that looks like a realistic museum. It's all digital, obviously, but all the paintings inside the museum and the sculptures inside the museum are something that started as a physical. And so if I take a physical painting and then I animate it, add it as an like a, uh, installation inside the museum, to me, that is an art piece still. It's not a digital art piece now. It's a physical art piece that I brought into this world. It's just an art piece, right? So that's the whole thing. It's bringing the two together in a way that's never been done before. The other main element of it so, for the auction pieces, the one of ones, I have five original paintings that have screens built into the actual painting. So the NFT is the whole thing. It's not the physical, it's not the digital, it's the whole thing. It's like, so when you see it, you're not getting just the screen. You're not getting just a painting. Like a lot of people have been like, Oh, if you buy this auction, you get the painting with it. I'm like, well, you're getting everything like this is a digital and physical painting. You know, it's both. And so, um, no one's ever done it like this before. And that's exciting to me. Um, when I was talking with Nifty about the idea of doing like presenting it as, as if it's like an exhibit rather than a drop. Um, they were very excited about that. And we talked about different ways that we could do that. The idea of, adding the screen came about and um everyone was very excited about that and um yeah basically it's an infinite object that gets that's built out like i built out a case in the back of the paintings they're wood panels and um yeah it lives in there forever and it's permanently on and it's part of the painting it's like when iron man gets his chest lit up and that gives him life it's like the power force to my painting
0: that's awesome, man! Um, super excited for that. Everyone listening, mark April twenty third on your calendar. Convergence on yeah. the Nifty Gateway. Check um, it out. <laughs> oh man, you know it's interesting because you know, like as I mentioned, I saw your art before we before we got to know each other. Um, you know, and then I feel like it was on Clubhouse where we kind of first got to know each other, and I feel like yep. Clubhouse has played like such an important role. Um, in in sort of connecting and expanding um, the community that lies at the at the heart of the NFT space, and I'd I'd love to hear you because I know you're you're really active there, and, and I think that you've done a really a really great job there in terms of like you know helping lift, uplift other artists and you know aligning yourself with like the right drops and like and and trying to make sure that that it's you know credible actors in the space, and so I'd just love to hear a bit about your thoughts on like Clubhouse's role in like in drops and in the community as especially as this community uh continues to expand with new entrants to the space.
2: Yeah, I love Clubhouse. I when I first got on it, I got on in April 2020 and it was just like a ghost town. Um one of my collectors is an investor in Clubhouse and so he's like, "Hey, you should check out this app. You always like new things." And I got on there and it was basically like a bunch of tech people who were like kissing scooter bronze ass, you know, like, in every, like, there's like one room or two rooms. And I was just like, dude, this is not my scene. Um, and no shade to them or scooter, but like that just is not what I'm trying to like listen to. You know what I mean? So, and I have nothing to give or get from that conversation. So, um, I kind of tuned out for a while and then, um, I would check in here and there. Cause I was like, I started seeing like some kind of like interesting, like testing of rooms that they were doing. Um, And then I slowly would see like a friend would join. And so I'd start a room with them and just see what happened. And, um, you know, at the same time in like September, I started getting really into like the NFT space and like paying attention in a big way. And I want to say it was like November, I saw the first NFT room happen in clubhouse. And I was like, holy shit, like other, okay. Other people are talking about this. Interesting. And it was people I didn't know at all. And I believe it was like lady Phoenix or something. Um, And so I just started connecting and be like, okay, cool. I'm in now. Like, this is like, there's stuff that I want to talk about, you know? So I basically was like, yeah, I all in at that point. And then the idea of like building the community and um, yeah, engaging. And I think their role would be, um, you know, I guess they're just, it's a, it's a connection place. It, It became like our own metaverse, you know, and like we get to be on stage, even as we sit in zoom right now, you know, we get to all be in the same room. And I think that that was like an important element. And like, imagine if this had a, instead of it like being recorded and then putting on the pot, like on the podcast channels, it changed the element to where it's like, okay, cool. These people are listening live. There's no editing. Here's what it is. And it was just exciting. And you could talk about anything. It just happened to be that we were talking about NFTs like in November and then December. I tried to get everybody to pay attention back then. And no, like not a lot of people were listening. I remember like, like bumping into you, I believe in like, I want to say December, right? It's interesting because like, we kind of were like, you know like i have my friends right and they don't care at all about like nfts so i was like oh well this is like my these are my people like these are the people that i'm connecting with and i just started like meeting people like you lady phoenix like all these other people like ronan like just like from this space and i was talking to these people and you like more than i was calling you know my friends or whatever and so um it really helped the community and like you know i mean like we always say the term community and it's like, it truly became an, this organic thing. And like, I think that when you're in it and starting like that thing, you don't realize what it is until like someone else points it out to you be like, Oh, you guys have like a little community that you're building. And we're like, Oh, I don't know. We were just going, you know? Um, now I think it's almost like unfair to call the NFT space a community because it's like bigger than that now. I don't know. Like there's still obviously like the core, but like, um, You know, everybody like Saturday Night Live does a skit on it. So, like, does is that how do you do a community now? You know what I mean? Like, even though, you know, we all still stay in touch and it's all still like we're all still like all the people who were there then, including yourself, like, obviously, we're all still contributing, right? Like, you, you have like this, this platform that you're using right now, like to elevate artists. And, and, you know, me and a bunch of other artists are elevating younger artists and buying their art and supporting them and answering questions in clubhouse rooms. And yeah, I mean, it's the most welcoming and open place i've ever been to in my entire life
1: yeah yeah no i mean that the community side is is truly incredible and i think between artists collectors fans i mean everybody's so supportive of each other so so open with each other and i think that creates just a very like strong nucleus it's created so much momentum See, yeah. what's
2: funny that like because like you always join like another thing right like matt when you were like in the music industry it was like the music industry had been going already and you just kind of like hopped on that train and found your place in it right whereas this we all like We're like, well, we are like, we have to like, you know, make the train go. You know what I mean? Like we were like the ones that were like putting the coal in the, in the, engine so that it could like get the train going you know and so like that was we're the conductors we're the conductors yeah. but also we're like i'm the janitor like i'm someone <laughs> yeah. else serving the food you know what i mean <laughs> a lot <laughs> of hats a lot of hats to wear <laughs> I, i'm tagging the train from the outside yeah. but yeah so it was interesting like it was like it was like no other thing that i'd ever been a part of because it was like from obviously had been going before but like the, the element that i was like contributing to was like this kind of like community element and so like I'd, you know, you just have to, it's like a startup without any sort of business, you know, like we weren't a business. We just were like 24 hours a day being like NFT, 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 you know, like you get to sit and talk to people who are like-minded and are also very curious and interested in like coming up with concepts that you could do and blah, 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 and inspiring each other and helping each other. Like very, like, how do you set up a MetaMask wallet? What is a MetaMask wallet? And like getting people who don't understand that on board and helping them, you know? So, Yeah it's it's crazy it's like nothing i've ever been a
1: part of ever for sure man no, it's exciting so the the subject is we kind of come to a close here with regards to this like us building the train um I mean, I think Matt and I and, and maybe you probably you, but like we're really excited about a lot of like the, the long-term potential of NFTs really becoming a uh kind of common thread and fabric between creators, uh really empowering the creator economy across different creative domains, whether it's artists, musicians, whatever it may be. What do you think are are some of the big things that will be happening in the coming years that will be driving this adoption at a at a greater scale? Well,
2: I think that the music and then um probably some sort of like educational element i think that like uh, imagine obviously like this gets talked about all the time but like the once touring opens up the, the ticket sale element that can you know be an nft of the ticket that then becomes like memorabilia after the show or like paired with something that happens in the live show there's like a qr code that if you scan it while you know this moment happens in the show then you get an extra thing and maybe that is is as like little as like a discount code on merchandise or a free song or whatever it is, right? Like there's going to be all these kinds of different little play, like game ability type things to it. Um, And I think that that's really going to be the time when like the music lane opens up in a big way. Cause right now all you're pretty much seeing is the art lane. And then everything that happens lives on top of that. So like, whether it's art or music or whatever, like it all kind of like gets piled on top of like, Okay, well, it's music. Okay, well, let's collaborate with an artist and go down the art lane instead of like laying the paths for this new lane and going down that, you know, I think that the other lanes have yet to be built. And um, I think that I'm sure there's people building them. I know people that are like building like music only NFT sites um, with no art element and things like that, which are exciting and I can't wait to see how that rolls out. But I think that in the next year or so, you're gonna see a departure from the art lane from a lot of the other industries who are currently just don't know how else to
1: to get in. One thousand percent. No, I really love that, and I think that speaks to a lot of great points. And I think we're all uh, really excited to see the the community continue to grow. Well, really appreciate you coming on, man. You keep up the great work. No, we'll uh, we'll be crossing paths again down the line. But uh, really, thanks for coming on today, man. Well, yeah
2: we, no thanks for having me i could go on for hours you guys want to keep going i got the mic i got the mic charged we need, we need up. A, fr- is. a freestyle is. we'll do private is.
1: freestyle unreleased yeah <laughs> uh, yeah the freestyle at the
2: end uh tune in later it's an nft we're minting it that's right that's yeah. right yeah. only mm-hmm. only for mm-hmm. only for
0: loyalty holders you gotta yeah. have, it. Only <laughs> you <laughs> <must> <laughs> have the convergence
2: <laughs> nft yeah that's exactly. right that's right uh, yeah
0: I love it, man. Awesome, man. Well, we look forward to your drop. Best of luck with everything. And uh, yeah, excited to, to continue pushing this space forward together.
2: Awesome, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm fans of what you guys are doing. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. Let's get it. Let's Peace. Get it. Peace, yeah. Peace. Out, man. man. well, that was a great episode. What would you think, Matt?
0: That was great. That was great. I, I loved um, sort of his closing thoughts on community. Um, that metaphor he had uh, about you know riding the train and wearing all the hats on it you know i you know it 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 really is amazing how fast the space has developed and uh i I just you know he's always been so clearly a a credible and important voice um in the in in the space and it was really wonderful too to kind of hear um his backstory because as i mentioned you know, I always I, 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 his art spoke to me before I became friends with him. You know, over Clubhouse and the like, and you know, it, it just it's it's nice to sort of see all the pieces come together and get a sense for like how he kind of developed and moved from street art to fine art to like now these really interesting mixed media collaborations.
1: Yeah, one thousand no, percent. Love seeing that. Love. His continued innovation within the market as an artist so i kind of seeing the full circle nature obviously he was doing a lot of like irl art painting street art but him just even retracing the story of his roots as a digital artist was really fascinating and seeing how it's coming back around is is really special so i think he's going to continue to do great things continue building and nurturing such a great community of different collectors different artists uh, really grateful for his contributions to date excited to see him keep building so there you have it. Another week, another episode. Really grateful for your, your continued support. Uh, and you know where we'll be next week. We'll be back right in here. Years. All right. Peace out, everybody. Take care. Take care.